Welcome back to True Vine Talks. We've got Linda Goad, Caitlin Christian Webb, and myself, Rachel Baldridge Bush, here. And we're going to talk to you today about uh, something that might sound a little con- conspiracy theory driven, but you know, um, it's it's my concern that among teenagers and adolescents. Um, we might be experiencing a mass social contagion on social media, especially when it comes to mental health. And so we're going to break down all the different parts of what has led me to have this concern. And we're just going to have a little open dialogue among the three of us here. So we're not saying anything. This is full disclosure, not saying that anything is definitely happening. We're just talking about how, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle could be falling together for this to happen. It's a theory, not, not a fact. Right. Yeah. And this is kind of based on things that we're seeing um, as mental health professionals. Absolutely. Yes. So first thing we'll break down is what is a social contagion? What is social contagion theory? And so this is the theory that the spread of behaviors, attitudes, and mood right, can occur between members of a group, right? And they've likened this to the spread of a disease or a virus. So uh, if I have a group of friends and one person's really negative all the time, and then we all start joining in, we're all negative all the time, right? That, that mood or that behavior has then spread to everybody else in the group. And now every time we get together, we complain. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, social contagion theory is uh, used to explain why peaceful protests can break out into riots and become violent, right? Just takes a couple people to start breaking things and throwing things, right? And then if, if the majority of people might join in, like, oh, this is what we're doing now, right? Food fights in those high school movies, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking of the uh, the revival that's happening in Asbury uh, College there in mm. Ohio or Kentucky or Tennessee. I don't know. Um, now other college campuses have gone viral uh, doing the same. And that's an interesting phenomenon that you, when I see you do, I do. Yeah. Yeah, it can happen in positive ways too, right? We see this in small communities, especially in West Virginia, right? When a tragedy happens, someone will start a fundraiser, right, or something, and everybody will join in. Like, we're going to come together and we're all going to mimic this behavior, right? And it can be positive or it can be negative. Yeah, a negative example I'm thinking of is like toxicity in a workplace. Mm, yeah, good example. What is that like? What what happens when there's some toxicity in a workplace, Caitlin? Like maybe one or two people show up to work in a bad mood, or start to complain about things, and then it just kind of spreads like wildfire through the office, to where the morale of the whole office is down, or people have the sense of dread where they don't want to to work or they're kind of negative. 
yeah. other people pick up on that energy. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It can even happen in places where you might not think like, have you ever been driving on an interstate? Everyone's just flying by you. No one's going to speed limit. And you're like, oh man, I got to speed up or I'm going to get run over here. <laughs> like, so then you're speeding yeah. too, right? That's social contagion. I'm joining in with what everybody else is doing without thinking about it. This is how fads get created, right? Everyone's buying the same shoe. Everyone's got the ha same hairstyle. Well, I'm older than the two of you. So what we did when we were in the 90s, we took our jeans and we folded them and double knotted them up. Do you all remember okay. that? At the bottom? At the bottom of our jeans. And now they're doing it again now, or they did. Didn't it come back? I think so. Social yeah. contagion. Oh, they're doing it. I'm going to do it too. Yes. And um, so we've seen this on social media, right? The, um, the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> Everyone's dumping ice water over their head, right? And uh, the, I never saw this one, but there was a, like people were eating Tide Pods. I would like read about it. There was that. You guys remember that? Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's dangerous, very dangerous, right? Yeah. But those are examples of social contagion that occurred through social media. The choking game. I think that was a thing when we were teenagers, Rachel. Do you remember? Like, <gasps> yes, I do. Like, get other teens in a headlock, and they would think it's funny to see if the person would pass out. Pass out. Like a common pastime, which was not healthy, yes. but. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. So that makes me want to skip forward to adolescent development. Is that okay? Of course. <laughs> You're the leader. Because we're like, what? The Tide, people are eating Tide Pods and making their friends pass out. What is wrong with them? So mm -hmm. adolescent development, the brain is growing rapidly, right? But not yet the prefrontal cortex which is where we're aware of consequences and we can make good choices and we can weigh out pros and cons. Ah, so yeah, teenagers and adolescents don't have that yet. And that's why they do these wild things and adults look at them and go, why would you do that? And they're like, their answer is what? I don't, know. Else. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it would be fun. It looked cool. Right. Sally over here did it. So did Joey. So I'm doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else? I know you guys know about adolescent development probably more than I do. So feel free to share. Caitlin's aren't teens yet. Um, it's it's tough because they're you know Dan Siegel tells us that their their brains are constantly pruning their neurons are creating new neurons and they're learning and exploring and they're getting rid of things they don't need to know but they're taking in new things mm -hmm. so it's an exciting time and it's also frustrating for the parents that they don't have executive functioning they don't know 
if I choose this, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just yeah. no outcome, forethought, present. Right, right. And I can see where it can sometimes be really confusing for people that forget that they don't have the executive functioning skills yet because they are more capable of this complex, sophisticated thinking, right? right? Like you can talk to a teenager sometimes and have a very mature adult conversation with them, right? And they're expanding their like their view of the world, right? It's really cool. To, to see this person be growing up and right thinking more maturely, but then they go and do something like choke their friend, right? <laughs> You're like, what? What are we doing? Yeah. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And then when they get on, um, I think this is where we're heading um, is the TikTok is, and I'm a TikTok fan, you know, I like doing my little dances and my little talks on TikTok. I find it fun. However, we've got, you know, non-professionals, you know, maybe maybe they've had experiences. But I'm not talking about people that truly have been diagnosed. They're presenting with their symptoms and just sharing. I like that people are sharing and destigmatizing mental yes. health symptoms. We need that. And that's the positive part of the social media and TikTok. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Normalizing that people do struggle with mental health. Yeah. And they're not making it up. Yeah. And so we see some people who see these videos that the people are making about um, how their autism is or how their ADHD shows up in their lives and what it's like to live with these conditions. Um, And so we see that and we'll think it's interesting, especially us as clinicians. We're like, oh, this is so cool. But then sometimes it can create this issue that Rachel um, was talking about today where other people are like, oh, well, I get distracted sometimes. Maybe I have ADHD. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And what I've learned, because I've been reading a lot about this, I'm so concerned, is our mental health, right, our perceived mental health, the way I view my own mental health, is influenced by suggestion. If someone says to me, oh, you're paranoid, right, they just suggested that I'm a paranoid person, right? That can actually influence my own view of self. They're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe I am a paranoid person, right? So just like Caitlin was sharing, if I see on social media, someone is easily distracted and they just said, that means they have ADHD. Oh, I'm easily distracted. That means I have ADHD. And now I'm interested in these videos. And now all these ADHD videos are showing up on my For You page. And now I'm getting all of these suggestions, these little nudges. And I did the math. I'm not, I'm not great at math, so I could be wrong. <laughs> I might embarrass myself here. But I think like the max length of a, a video is usually like three minutes. And if you're sitting there for an hour, that's 20 nudges right 20 emotional nudges Mm -hmm. every hour 
or more if it's a shorter video that your brain's taking in as you're scrolling. Didn't know that. 20 nudges. Ooh. The power of suggestion, right? Oh, that goes back to the subconscious mind that we did a podcast on early on is the power of suggestion. Yeah. And, you know, if you do think you have symptoms, um, you, it's good to go see a professional um, or see a psychologist and get proper testing, you know, the questions that will help identify what is and what isn't a true diagnosis because counselors we give diagnostic impression we do not give a full diagnosis in which case you need testing done and by a licensed psychologist yes i want to throw that out there because it gets confusing i think for people to know what the difference between all the different careers are thank you rachel absolutely um yeah so when you see someone sharing their experiences it's awesome it's i love it i love that we are destigmatizing mental health symptoms like we all struggle yeah yeah and um but be mindful that you know these algorithms are set up on purpose and if you notice that they'll start pumping up ads related to those symptoms so you don't want to get lost in the matrix of AI as she's mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in no way suggesting that teens are on social media and they're, and they're learning about mental health symptoms and then they're like pre- pretending or giving themselves false symptoms. What's no. most interesting about this is the symptoms that people experience, even through social contagion, are real. The emotions are real. The symptoms are real, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If someone felt normal, healthy human sadness and they related to someone with depression, they could develop real diagnosable depression. Yes. That's how powerful suggestion is. Like it, it's not, oh, I'm pretending I'm faking this to get attention. It's real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now you got me really thinking um, about that. It's like, so if you're watching too much of on one subject, is that problematic for your own mental health? You think like if you're viewing too much of one I, th- I think so. That's my theory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it can do two things. I think it can create a real problem that wasn't previously there. And mm-hmm. I think it can increase the symptoms of a real problem that was already there. Does that make sense? You did already have anxiety or depression or ADHD, but now you're learning more about the symptoms that other people experience that you hadn't before. And now you're experiencing those symptoms as well as the ones that you were experiencing before. Does that make sense? That makes good sense. Is oh, is it, Caitlin, is it over-identification with preteen, like over-identifying with others, like what we're talking about, the mere neurons? Yeah, and I think it can normalize things too that maybe aren't usually talked about. 
um, or talked about, you know, like as a school counselor, my other role, uh, there's a law that I have to do a lesson starting with fifth graders about self-harm. But sometimes what I see, and probably the reason why this law was passed is because um, one child will start self-harming and then their friend will find out about it and then they'll start doing it. And then it's almost like they're trauma bonding, like they're going to compare all these, um, you know, these wounds that they're inflicting on their self, like, um, because it becomes cool or something like it becomes normal. It's a, as attachment based therapists, right? We know how important connection and belonging Mm -hmm. and feeling seen and understood is and I think that that might be the underlying goal that they're like maybe not aware of, right? It's like, and and so we see it in person, like you were just describing in schools. And I think that it's showing up online as well because yeah. it's like, oh wow, I feel so seen by this video, right? And like I, I this is like my community. My teen clients even say, oh, I've you know. I used to watch videos about this and this and this, and then it like, you know, helped me feel like it was okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's true. Like there's this trend now where, you know, you guys know as women, we, you know, our bodies are shaped such to have children, you know, if we're born women typically. Um, And, you know, in the nineties, there was a trend towards the, you know, the very thin model. Uh, runway model so being thin was in so they were mirroring to us on the shows I won't say names of shows but on shows and magazines that being thin having flat abs all those things were and I've mentioned this before that creates some body dysphoria as Mm -hmm. a social contagion for women Mm -hmm. then it flipped in the 2000s okay curves are in we're allowed to be curvy. <laughs> so that was great. And then now we're back to the social contagion. It's in to be thin. And that sense of belonging. Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be like. This is what I'm supposed to do. I want to fit in with the rest of my peers. So yeah. we're not immune. We're not. Um, what's the right word? Um, just because we're grown doesn't mean we don't fall into the peer pressure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. This is all humans. Yeah. Men and women alike. Yeah. And non-binary, all of us. Non-binary. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, back to, I'm sorry, jumping around. I'm sorry. Cu- no, it's me. <laughs> I just, you brought us so many good points and I'm trying to link them to the facts, right? So it's not just us talking about stuff. <laughs> Thank you. So what you were saying about, you know, back in the 90s and what we would see on TV, right? So this is not something that is solely social media based, right? All of these things that we're describing have been going on forever, right? Because it's just human interaction, right? That we're unaware of. It's just that now we have another layer, mm-hmm. right? Social media where... We don't even have to leave our house to experience it. Exactly. It's with us all the time. 
like way more influences than we've ever had mm-hmm. in any other time era, I think, right? So that was the first thing. And then I love what you were saying about wanting to fit in, wanting to, to write, oh, mm-hmm. everyone's doing this. I want to be liked because that goes back to that stage of development that makes what we're talking about particularly potentially dangerous for adolescents because I talked about, you know, the brain development, but they're also going through a huge self-identity development phase. Who am I? Who do I want to be? And so imagine not knowing who you are, which is totally normal at that age, trying to figure that out and getting all of these suggestions. It's like overwhelming, I would think. Right. And you're getting these suggestions and it's a way to make sense of something or a way to cope with something. And you're not really maybe exploring all the other options out there because you're not aware how these suggestions are affecting you. Right. And you're not good, Caitlin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not going to be aware because that's probably not going to show up on your for you page. (laughs) Right. Because the internet has already decided that it's taking you down this road. (laughs) I know. Anytime I'm talking about an animal, uh, a particular dog or anything, my TikTok pops up. I was going to Colorado with my husband on a work trip. Guess what popped up on my social media? Colorado stuff. Ah, that's creepy. Listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so be mindful yeah. that you that you know it's highly sophisticated. Like Elon Musk would tell us, AI is highly sophisticated and highly dangerous. Yeah. So, <laughs> be yeah. mindful that once you get into the matrix, you're you are being. The algorithms are showing what you're viewing, what you like, what you dislike, and it will project back the mirror neurons, reflect back what your likes are, and you can get locked in to a black hole. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, absolutely. The web. And we skipped uh, kind of the defining mirror neurons or explaining what those are. So if one of you would like to do that, I don't want to hog the entire show. <laughs> you're so bright and you're so smart. And I love it when you do the show. Mirror neurons are when I see my son sad or mad on his face. His face is showing. Mm, then my face goes. Because mm, if he's sad, I'm sad. Um, if my dog is upset, I'm upset. I look at my dog's body language, and so I'm reflecting back the same language, the same movement. Um, mirror neurons is powerful because it's happening in the, uh, is it the frontal lobe, Rachel? Well, like, I got to be honest. I'm not sure. Yeah. Or the limbic system. Frontal oh. lobe is the executive functioning. This is our limbic mirror neuron. Yeah. I would think it would be the motion center. That's my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Caitlin, what are you going to say? I just think that's interesting. Yeah. Mirror neurons was kind of a new concept to me, being honest. And uh, 
when Rachel explained it a little bit ago to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that that is real. That does happen. Like when someone smiles at you, you smile back at them and you don't even think about it. You just do it. Yeah. That's why things like smiles are contagious, yawning, scratching even, right? If I'm like really scratching, you might be like, oh, I'm feeling itchy all of a sudden, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or laughing, right? It's That's mirror neurons and social contagion, right? It's like if if someone says something funny and you laugh, but then you notice like people around you are laughing even harder, and then you start laughing even harder and now everyone is like crying, laughing, and it really wasn't that funny. <laughs> I've been in church and my mom will get tickled and I look over at her and she look at me and then my sister would start laughing and we'd be laughing at the end of her. Uh-huh. Mm. Yep. This is mirror neurons at work. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to start. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. So- this is good topic. Um, yeah, there. That's what I was. I was reading or listening to a podcast. We're always. I'm a nerd, and they they said there were trends uh, in you know mental health. Like when there was anorexia, there was more anorexia. When there was uh, multiple personality disorder showing up, and they were the media is talking about more multiple personality now. We know statistics are skewed um, in that way, but it's kind of like, am I looking for it? So, you know, did I go look behind my plant to find the spider, but the spider was always there? Mm, good. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Sometimes it was always there. And we just when, you get, notice. when you get a new car, you feel like, oh, Nobody else has this that I know. And then it seems like every other car is the same car that you have. Oh, my gosh. He's copying me. And um, my husband, he's a car guy. And, of course, he's like, well, um, there's research that says once you get your specific car, then you're you're looking for it. And it's kind of similar with this social contagion thing um, in terms of symptoms, right? Mental health symptoms. So sometimes it could be I'm just mirroring back what I'm seeing, or sometimes it could be it was already it was always there. Yeah, you think that's accurate, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, I think you guys are right. Yeah. So we've talked about social contagion, mirror neurons, adolescent development, and now I want to mention quickly the fixed versus growth mindset and tie all that in to how this could be problematic, social media for teens, right? So fixed mindset, um, the briefest example of that I could give is when you're faced with a task, right? And you're so afraid of failing or getting it wrong because your, your worth and value hinges on success, right? Whereas a growth mindset is you know, I'm okay with failing. I'm okay with challenge because I'm always learning. I'm always growing. I'm in this growth mindset, right? If I fail, if I mess up, if I get it wrong, I'm going to learn something from that. And then I'll know how I can be better, right? Whereas a fixed mindset is like, if I get this wrong, I'm a nobody. Hmm. Right. 
So how how I'm tying that in, you guys tell me if I like you can be like Rachel, you're absurd, and I'll be like, okay. Because <laughs> I respect your opinions. I'll be like, oh, you're right. I probably did take this too far. Um, I think if you have a fixed mindset and you're unaware of that, because people in the fixed mindset usually are unaware, and you're on social media, right? And you start uh, identifying with certain symptoms. Uh, fixed mindset, by the way, also doesn't, you're not aware that growth is an option. So you're fixed. You think that like what it is is what it is and there's no changing it, right? So start identifying with symptoms. Now my identity is becoming, right? I'm taking on these symptoms as my identity. I am a depression. I am anxiety. I am ADHD, right? I'm in this uh, who am I stage of development. And this is becoming part of my personality and I don't see any way of fixing it. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's not just an obstacle, which it would be in the growth mindset, right? Right. It's set in stone because I'm in the fixed mindset. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a, that's problematic that that's um, gets fixed in there because perhaps, you know, there was something happening in your life at the time that created the sad or the anxiety, like flying on an airplane, a panic attack. Yeah. Maybe it was a situational and I'm not looking at, Oh, this isn't my identifying as having just this, this is symptoms because of this. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So good point. Yeah. Okay. So we want our listeners to know um, that growth mindset is, hey, you know, I am experiencing these symptoms and how often I'm experiencing these symptoms could determine whether I truly have a diagnosis of that symptom. Mm -hmm. Be mindful that when you're watching TikTok or Instagram or social media or YouTube, am I am I only looking for that fixed mindset? Am I looking for those things, or am I looking at ways to grow? And you know, definitely pursue help if you notice you have these symptoms and they they've been prolonged for any amount of time. Yeah, yeah. How? Yeah, it is right. Like growth mindset is how can I learn how to manage these symptoms, mm-hmm. right? right continue my life yeah. fixed mindset is well guess I'm doomed <laughs> you know, like nothing I can do about it this is going to suck forever and that Grant always goes on about he's a psychology major he's like it's the self-fulfilling prophecy mom you knew uh, you have anxiety about me being on a plane <laughs> with you, so you're sitting there panicking I'm like who are you Dang. <laughs> Stop telling me stuff. Don't tell me stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, what do you think of that, Caitlin? Self-fulfilling prophecy he's talking about. Yeah, so with self-fulfilling prophecy, like, um, like, for instance, someone tells you you're a bad kid because maybe you did something wrong. So you're like, screw it. I'm just going to be a bad kid because they already think I'm a bad kid, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, someone thinks something so it it becomes true or maybe even you think it about yourself 
right? Yeah. That's what Grant, I think, was nudging at you over. He's like, oh, mom, you're, you're psyched up. You're nervous about flying a plane. So now you're making yourself stressed, even more stressed. And he was trying to call you out, I think. <laughs> Isn't that great? Um, so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example of um, what you're sharing, Caitlin, about the power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. Someone telling you you are something. And the fixed mindset. Right. I believe it and there's nothing I can do about it. And even even us as like professionals, I think, sometimes can fall victim to this. Like no one's immune. Yeah. Master's degrees in counseling and we had to take a whole class about diagnosing and um those kinds of things like mental health disorders. Um, but even like I myself who is not on TikTok all the time, but sometimes I get on there. And I see these videos of these busy moms whose houses are kind of messy, stuff everywhere. Well, my house is like that through the week, like stuff everywhere. It's super messy. I jump from one project to the other project because I see something and I get distracted. And I'm like, oh, do I maybe have ADHD? And I didn't realize I have ADHD because it's a video about how ADHD affects this mom's life. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I definitely don't have that. And I have to like have that awareness and rein myself bring myself in um but our youth don't have that awareness that ability to slow down and and think about it in that way they're just like oh okay this label might make me feel bad I don't know I don't know what they're thinking is they just kind of accept it yeah and I think that that's part of that lack of executive functioning Mm -hmm. honestly yeah I think that's what that is Right. Because I saw a video the other day that I was immediately like, this is false information. It was like normal people, seven plus six equals 13. ADHD people, seven plus seven equals 14 minus one equals 16 (laughs) or, you know, 13. Right. Whatever. Hopefully you get the point. (laughs) I was talking too fast to make sense. But I was like, no, what? I, I, I use that. I, when I see seven plus six, I do seven plus seven minus one. It's just how my brain works. That doesn't mean I have ADHD. Right. Right. I think I was probably taught that by my dad or in school, like. Facts. Like, yeah, just because you add or subtract a certain way doesn't give you that diagnosis. Yeah. You can relate to something. And that person who is suggesting that it's a mental health diagnosis is could be wrong. So just be aware of that, right? Some things are not uh, symptoms of mental health, right? Like sadness does not mean you have depression. Sadness is a normal, healthy human emotion. Mm -hmm. Anxiety, feeling anxious Mm -hmm. does not mean you have generalized anxiety disorder. Every human being feels anxious from time to time. If you're going to give a presentation, it's normal to feel nervous and and anxious, right? It's when the sadness or the anxiety or whatever emotion impedes your ability to function. It's so bad. It's so severe Mm. that you're not able to perform. Right. Right. Yes. Good point. Oh, I love this topic. Thank you for bringing this into our mindset yeah welcome I just I want us to all be aware right like social media is great but this 
please keep in mind the power of suggestion and influence, right? And how it might be affecting us. Yeah, like some social media influencers, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Right, yeah. And people aren't talking about this topic in this way, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, brave. (laughs) Brave. When AI comes knocking at your door. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, how do you know what we're doing? (laughs) I read Google Scholar. (laughs) Google Scholar. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wonderful topic today. And we just appreciate our listeners and thank you for um, listening. And if you do present with these symptoms and you do have a struggle with, you know, anxiety, depression, please pursue help. Um, You can go to our website. Some some of us have openings, some may not, but we'll try to get you in with us. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.